one. I just got two Java gigs, but instead of eating them separately, ate them both at the same time. Stacked. I thought that was pretty cool. Animal. I know. And the second thing, it's uh, it's time for... At some point, we need to mention on the podcast uh, that you were spotted in the office pouring <laughs> some Coke from a <laughs> bottle into a can. Into a recently used, very recently used can. Okay. Okay. Mm. Just clean that up. Like, clear that up. It, is it, it you, wasn't. You just you love Coke Zero from a can that much. <laughs> it's just a better drinking utility. Julian, we spoke in episode four about your your issues with your phone, where you were nearly nearly ready to get an iPhone and some AirPods and go all in on on Apple, uh, but yeah. you fixed your phone. Yeah, I fixed my phone. I am. Um very pleased about this it, it i've had problems with it for a little while i think it i can't remember that I, I probably told you andrew about it the very very first time this problem the problem started happening with the screen going off do you remember i was like squeezing it in front of you going look if i squeeze it like this <laughs> yeah. it stops working it was when you got your iphone 7 isn't it uh, I think that's around the same time yeah i remember you showing that. it to me yeah um i wouldn't let you squeeze that though no and uh, gradually it got worse and worse. And I think we we discussed it on episode four where it was getting to the point whereby I, I would pick up my phone and I would press the button and nothing would happen. And then I'd have to kind of squeeze the back of it. And then eventually it would come on and maybe half the screen would come on. Or And it got to the point where I, I was seriously considering getting another one. Mm. Looked around and, you know, obviously looked at the uh, iPhone, which, by the way, I would get the iPhone 7 Plus with yeah. a nice leather case. Yeah. Um I'd get the the Nike Apple Watch because I quite like it. Right. Um I don't know which color, but I I would get one of those and then I'd definitely get the uh, AirPods. the AirPods. Mm-hmm. So the, that's the thing, you know, there's a nice set of accessories. Did you mention how you fixed it yet? No, so here we go. Um basically, I uh, I ordered a um a set of screwdrivers on ebay for a couple of quid and they arrived and they were terrible they weren't even as described and i just thought nice. i cannot be bothered with this so i they just went straight to the bid um yeah. they just there was just no point but I, I mentioned this to someone um at work and they said oh you know we've got a full i i fix it set yeah, um, yeah which yeah. is really nice so i i took there was a torque screwdriver in there so uh, unlike your iPhones, you can take the back off a Lumia, <laughs> and then um, and then I unscrewed it and took it apart, and basically there is a, a, a display connector towards the bottom of the device, and I added a piece of paper to it and screwed it all back together, and now it works. And now there is a um, piece of paper living inside of your phone. Yeah, well, actually, actually, this isn't the first time that I have used. Uh, bits of paper and uh, double-sided tape to make a phone more stable. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't have to. I know, I know. But actually, the because when I took it apart, people went, oh, what's what's wrong with your phone? And I was like, oh, this, it's just double-sided tape. Because the, the, the Lumia has, like I say, a loose back that you can pull off. So I just put some tape on it to make sure that it isn't loose. So if you squeeze mm. it, there's never any movement. It feels better that way. I don't really care about, you know, hacking my phone this way. It doesn't really bother me. But now, yes, there is a there is a little bit of folded up paper. Yeah. I actually used a um, 
an ISO quality report that I had. So I just ripped a little corner off it, folded it up uh, and put it in there and uh, screwed it all back together. And instantly the phone came on. And we, we were talking about this the other day, Andrew. Uh, I'm not used to having a phone that works because like I haven't been checking Instagram recently. Yeah. And it's because of the fact that I think I've just got so used to the idea of my phone not working properly that I forgot about it. Right. And having the phone work is like having a brand new phone. It's a really weird thing. It's um it seems faster, it seems brighter, <laughs> it seems better in every way. Um so I'm hoping that this is going to last me uh until uh you know there's a new surface phone or something like that. But, but um yeah, I'm really pleased. I am actually really not, pleased. Like I I get that you're happy with this fix. I'm glad you have now you now have a working phone. However, this should be a problem. This <laughs> this should not be a problem at all from, you know, Microsoft building and making a phone. Like, you wouldn't get this with Apple. And you wouldn't get this with... with we, we kind of, yeah, yeah we, we, we kind of touched on this before. This is a, this is really, this is a Nokia phone. This isn't... This isn't yeah. So I just I just think that you shouldn't have to do this. And the fact that you're still holding out for this, this next Surface phone, which I know will be Microsoft, like, properly... But, you know, you don't, you, what if you have to put a piece of paper in that? It's ridiculous. I doubt you'd be able to. I, uh, I think if, um, if they use like a, uh, like a unibody style design. Which they should um, do. I, which they probably should. I doubt you'd be able to. But, um, but the phone is what it is. It is the old, you know, flagship of Windows 10 Mobile. Yeah. As we discussed before, this particular version of the operating system isn't going anywhere. Um, so it is just dead end. There is no improvement to this. You know, it is what it is. And, you know, I have fixed it using bits of paper. Um, <clears throat> but this isn't, this isn't the, the, the future of Windows on mobile devices. This is in a lot of ways the past. It's not really the present anymore. So. But your phone isn't that old. Um, I mean, I got it when the 950 XL came out. I don't actually know when that was. It, it was, it was, I know it was over a year ago, but it's not that old. You know, it's not like, oh, it's the past. Because, I mean, my my iPhone 7 is nearly a year old now. So, yeah, I don't count that as the past. That's kind of still the, the current. Oh, yeah, but there's, I mean, they don't manufacture these. They don't sell these. They don't do anything with these devices. Um, because they kept breaking on people and they had to squeeze them to fix them. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of, of phones, guys, uh, the essential uh, the essential phone is now out, uh, available to pre-order slash pick up. So, I saw this and I nearly bought one just to say I had one and then I'd keep it boxed and resell on eBay at some point. Because they're only going to do... Good plan. They're only doing like 10 or 50,000 of them. Um and they won't be doing any more. Oh, really? I didn't realize it was a, that limited. It's a very limited run. And I was like, well, if it's a hit, if I can keep one boxed and clean, the price might go up. You're such an investor. I know. Maybe. I would like one. I don't think I will spend the money on doing that, though. I think I'll wait. Because the reviews seem to... They're very, they're very positive. But there's some criticism that it's not living up to ex- the expectations that were set mm-hmm. so i have a feeling it will be like every other android phone mm. 
it'll do okay and there'll be some on them you know on ebay samsung phones for example sell way more than this phone will ever sell it'll be very rare that you'll see this one if you're only making fifty thousand units then that's kind of like gonna be the case right it is a nice phone, but it still runs Android and I still wouldn't get it. But we just had Jules say he would have an iPhone 7 Plus with a leather case. Yeah, but that's because it's, that's the right decision to make. <laughs> bit of uh, bit of real-time follow-up for you. Um, my phone is two years old. Right, so it's not that old. It's just the fact that they aren't making them anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah, they don't, obviously they don't make them anymore. They don't support them. They don't, they don't sell them on their website. It's very hard to get hold of them. Yeah. Now, why why is that? Um, well, I think it's I think like I say they um, they didn't they don't have the market. They need to move to this new uh, platform, which is the one that they're looking at now, mm-hmm. um, which is the new Qualcomm chips that support uh, Windows on ARM. Um, right. I think it's I think they just basically wrote, wrote off that that particular branch of Windows. Um, you know, like I say, we the current Windows ten mobile builds are built from a different branch to the current builds for the PC. Mm-hmm. And they're going to they're gonna backport some of the APIs so that Redstone 3 UWP applications actually work on this Redstone 2 branch using um, a bit of a backporting. So they're not changing the kernel, but they're changing the API surface layer. And, right. um, and, and I think any of the devices that are currently in the market, a small amount of these devices in the market, actually, so a 950 gets this build, but say, for example, you know, a, a 620 or something like that does not. So some of the older phones, they've gone now. Only if only a handful of the newer ones are going to get this feature two uh, branch of uh, Redstone 2. And then none of them are going to get Redstone 4 or whatever the next version will be that will include this, this ability to run on these Qualcomm chips. So... It is literally the end of the of life for this particular branch of Windows. Like you say, you were so close to getting, you were so close to getting an iPhone. <laughs> well, so so close. I mean, I look, I I definitely spent some time looking at what I would get, um, which, like I say, yeah, the, um, it would be the phone, the watch, and uh, the the AirPods. I think. Yeah, um, and I said I said earlier to you, I don't know if I could put up with your questions about or like more criticisms about it because you, yeah, you'd obviously be transitioning, be. and I don't know what you'd either you'd either love it or you'd hate it. I reckon maybe no maybe yeah, and I I would get the the brunt of the questions right. <laughs> you probably would, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, why does it do this? What's this all about? The fact that you fixed your phone and we spoke about the iPhone Seven. Uh, I think we should lead on to finally talking about the iPhone 8. Mm, yeah. um, so me and Jordan actually have the the iPhone 7 Plus right now on the upgrade program because we both, at least I, uh, knew that I would want the next iPhone. I'm usually on a two-year cycle, but I, um, you know, obviously there were rumors uh, a year ago now about the iPhone 8, the 10th anniversary one being, you know, the, the really good phone. Um you know, something completely different. So I got it on the upgrade program for the first time. And uh, then we had the leak from the HomePod software or the firmware that... Um, oh, it had um, a wire wireframe, didn't it? It did. Uh, and also some face detection stuff. So we spoke about um, 
authentication either in episode one or pre-episode. Um, I can't exactly remember, but we we were speaking about having we we've spoken at least about having the thing uh, to Chitty in the back. Now I don't think that's going to be a thing at all anymore. Like, you think they're just not going to have Touch ID? I'm unsure. I absolutely don't know. I think there's a very high chance that it's going to have this face detection stuff. And I really want them to keep Touch ID, but I don't know if they're going to. I can't. Yeah, I, can't I mean, I, I I quite like Touch ID. And especially when it comes to things like the the, the payments and stuff like that. Mm. It's not, it's like a, it does feel like a very natural thing to do. But perhaps if you've got an Apple Watch as well, like it knows it's you. I don't know. How, what do you mean? Sorry. Surely there, there must, it must have. I don't know, like a scoring system to work out how likely it is that you're using the device, like proximity of the of the watch, like um, what's the current geolocation of the device? Well, lock it if you're at home. You know, I, I'm sure there are ways that you could build smart software to make it so that actually, you know, Touch ID itself is probably redundant. But um, I think it is probably. It's one of those things that I think it would be missed if uh, if they take it out because it is one of the nicest things about when I see people using the iPhone. Yeah, so so there's a couple of things here. One is uh, I can unlock my Mac, uh, my Mac through um, my Apple Watch because it's on me. If my Apple Watch is on me and it's unlocked, I, my Mac will automatically unlock. Um, so there are proximity related things there where you have to be close to it. There are also um, situations where uh like if i if i have my watch on and it's locked on my wrist and i unlock my phone using touch id or you know well not my phone it'll unlock the watch as well so it definitely knows yeah so it it does things like that um and the other thing was that there's there's certain interactions with with touch id for example paying you know using apple pay that you authenticate with your touch you know using the touch id and stuff like that and you because you pull out your phone, right? And before you've even looked at it, you've unlocked it using your finger. Or if you are going to pay for something and you're not using your watch, you put it against a, um, you know, like a card machine or whatever and, you know, use contactless and then pay for your phone. Now, obviously, it will be able to detect your face at different angles. However, you don't like if, if there's something going on there and you don't want to have to, like, lean over and look directly down at your phone or... Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this with the surface, but didn't we, you know, it's, yeah, it's not the, it's not the, uh, it's not the same as using a touch ID style thing. So I, I really do hope that touch ID is still going to be there. Like I, I, I would prefer touch ID to still exist rather than them bother with this face detection stuff. As far as I care. Well, um, speaking of touch ID, they, I don't know if you saw that someone has decrypted the, key for the securing clave on the mm. is it the iphone 7 i didn't read too much into it but i mean it's not an immediate problem right now but um it's obviously a blow to um apple security yeah and obviously touch id touch id uses that to store the biometric information so you know i saw that briefly it is quite it's quite an important piece of the the pie but i'm sure that yeah. that just means they'll be on it more Mmm, pie. Oh my god, guys, I've got steak and ale pie in the freezer for after this podcast. 
Yeah, that's, that's good to know. Yours, um, as you were saying. Uh, these things happen though, don't they? You know, someone makes something and then someone breaks it. Someone improves it and then someone breaks yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is, you know, people want to do this. They are dedicating time to breaking these things. Um, so it's, it's no surprise that it eventually happens. Yeah, um, definitely. It just, it just means that there'll be, you know, they'll be able to improve it in the next version and so on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's progress. Like the cat and mouse game with the whole jailbreaking back in 2000 and, mm, I want to yes. say 2009 yeah, onwards. And, and that was every few, every release, you know, every few months would be Apple releasing a patch and then a jailbreak and a patch and a jailbreak. And, you know, you had the whole team and it was great. It was great fun following it because even though it was like a little mini war, it was improving the security of iOS. Mm. Um, and this is again, obviously progress in the right direction. The problem you've got is who is the sacrifice of security in the short term that could lead certain things to happen, right? Yeah. Some breaches. Well, yeah. But, but these are, these are just the ones that we know about as well. I'm sure there are uh, plenty of security breaches that we don't hear about, uh, be that by government agents or whatever. Um you know, we we only we're hearing about this one because it's it's out in the open, but um, mm-hmm. it's probably been cracked already. I don't know. Maybe yeah. So there's actually there's actually something on this as well where um, I don't know if it's just in the states or I'm not exactly 100 percent on the, the legality of this stuff, but um, certain police officers or something can get you to unlock your phone using Touch ID or get you to put your phone against uh, your finger against something like your phone. I don't, I'm not exactly sure on it, um, but now in iOS 11 there is a feature to disable Touch ID, so that you can't just put your you know you can't be made to put your finger against your phone to unlock it, and you actually have to enter a code which they can't make you do. It's a very tricky situation. Um, we'll have to put a link in the show notes for more details on that. Uh, but you know. Uh, I think in iOS 11, it'll also be that for uh, the face detection stuff, if that's actually going to be a thing as well. Yeah, and, and presumably there is going to be this face detection stuff because going back to that wireframe, it has um, no space at the bottom for a button, a physical nope. button. But there is a uh, an area at the top of the device for the notch. cameras. The notch, yes. Now, the Essential Phone also has a notch. It does. And, and it is, it's not as big. It's very small. But it is, it's, I don't know, the uh, the angles of it as well. Like It, it doesn't sit well with me. I think no, I, I don't really like either, uh, either of them. Uh, especially, so we we have discussed this a little bit, but I'll just, let me just back up a little bit. We, uh, we have seen... Uh, quite a few little, you know, screenshots and mock-ups yep. and things like that of the iPhone 8 because of the fact that the wireframe got leaked. Mm-hmm. People have done mock-ups and everything else. Uh, we recently saw a McDonald's advert, wasn't it, that, that actually yeah, used yep. it as a, in a screenshot, which is a bit bizarre. But obviously, you know, they McDonald's would have paid someone to produce that. And yeah, they used whatever. that was nothing but them going off the leaks as well. Yeah, but I'm also concerned. I've seen 
I've seen prototype. I follow a lot of kind of AR VR people on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I saw um, a few. I've seen a few um, like examples of like how AR kit is going to work in the future. And yeah. one of them, uh, one of the prototypes that I saw, and it was just a mock-up, was done using this kind of wireframe to show what the world would look like looking at you know AR kit stuff mm-hmm. through an iPhone uh, eight. And of course it has that whole, that, that notch in it. And it really got me thinking because for an experience like, uh, like AR kit, it's probably not a big deal. Just full screen, use every pixel that you can draw on yeah, and basically take the camera feed, show it to the user and then put AR stuff on top of it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But for normal applications, like if you're using Facebook or something, if they draw their blue, the you know the Facebook blue at the top of the screen, with that notch in the middle, it'll look pretty. Uh, well, it it just looks crap. It'll, yeah. So I was I I've, I haven't thought too much about this because I don't want to I don't want to decide what I want about on yeah. this because it is tricky to you know be like this is how they should do it and they might have something completely different. Obviously the OLED screen will give them the ability to kind of hopefully hide as much of that. Yeah, I'm hoping so too. However, I do really like the idea of, for example, like the lock screen taking, you know, using that space. Just What do you mean? uh, You know how it's, you know, the the two two sides, either side of the notch. Yeah. Uh, Putting the photo and continuing the photo above that space instead of just blacking it out. So there has to be a reason why they didn't just keep that area yeah, an entire bar. So maybe it I, doesn't matter when when you're actually using a real device like that. Maybe it just it just doesn't matter. Maybe it just doesn't mm. register. Um, you know, if you really are immersed in an application, you're not really thinking about the shape of the screen. But I think when you're seeing it statically, or 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 you know, actually trying to analyze what you're looking at that's when it's so obvious that it is um you know yeah ugly <laughs> and um when you think about uh, the one that uh, came to mind straight away for me is the um the moto 360 smartwatch which had that flat tire and mm. anyone who had one of those well not anyone but a lot of people who had those defended them and i saw uh, the Moto 360 was one in particular that I, that I paid a lot of attention to because Android Wear was new at the time. Yeah, I don't really hear much about Android Wear these days. But the but the 360 was one of the first ones, and it looks really nice. It's like it's beautiful materials. It's got this this lovely kind of chisel look on the glass and everything. It's it was it's large, but it's really really gorgeous. And then it has this flat tire at the bottom, which yeah. is where the sensor and the um like the the actual kind of uh, connector for the screen is. And I mean, sure, you can only build in the time frame that you're in. They needed to ship a product and that was what they could do with the technology. So clearly there wasn't the technology to have pixels that can become transparent uh, if the current goes through them or something so that you could have the camera behind the screen. There's, we currently don't have that technology. So therefore they built it using the technology that they do have and the technology that they do have meant that they had to basically have a blank part. And that is the same thing that we're seeing with the uh, iPhone 
eight is that it's we don't have the technology to put the speaker grill um which by the way i don't really there's no point having a speaker there i hardly ever use my phone like that um it's my opinion yep and um and obviously the cameras and if if we're talking about um them doing face recognition there's got to be what at least at least two cameras and probably an infrared uh, led and probably the front facing camera as well I, I don't know whether they would use the same maybe they just have you know stereo optical cameras i don't know uh, whatever they would do would have to be something that's suitable to work in the dark and everything else so mm-hmm. they there would there would need to be multiple emitters and sensors on that area and they've obviously thought well actually let's just cram it all into this one space um but if they if if they use software magic to make that look good yeah so yeah I'll put, a, I'll put a link into the show notes for an image that um is on nine to five mac basically that shows the the sides being blacked out and there's just other information there for yeah and that's that's what i said to you this is this is how i would say it and that is, i think that, that, is that looks good acceptable yeah and do the do uh the apple thing which is to round those corners of the yeah. screen using black pixels. Do it, do it and make it look good. But the way that they have it where, and, and these are like I say mock-ups that we've seen and the wireframe, they show off this notch. They, they make it obvious. They make it like super obvious that it's there. And that ain't a pretty thing to show off. I don't know why. I don't know why you want to make it obvious. The curves, just just generally, it just looks ugly. It's just not very nice. Yeah, I, I think I think blocking it off is probably wise, and it does mean that instead of having the status bar there, you know, you do regain some of that space. As long as it, because obviously, it has to make it has to look like it's part of that top bar, that that screen on each side, you know, the part of the screen. Yeah, and I'll be happy with that. Physically, they're doing the right thing by putting pixels there. I mean. I think that makes sense, mm. but I, I think they really do need to use software to make it so that um, app creators can't do horrible stuff with it. Yeah, and I'm sure app creators would probably disagree and say that they want full access to everything. But if it was me, if it was me, what I would say is, app creators, you can draw in this space and you can do anything you want, but we are going to round three three pixels. And I know it won't literally be three, but we're going to round some pixels off your corners all the time. And you can't draw at the top, and maybe you can't draw a part at the bottom as well, depending on what you want to do with the uh, with the UI. And then everything would be super consistent. There are some interesting things here in different cases. Like, obviously, uh, as a, an iOS developer, you can change the color of the status bar to match your app. Your yeah, app's top I wouldn't, bar, I which wouldn't is nice. Let them do that. However, yeah, I think if they're going to go down this route where it's just black, then don't let people do that. Uh, my other point is that when you full screen videos and full screen games and things like that on iOS, you lose the status bar. Now, what would happen here? Would the status bar black out? You don't want to. You don't want to keep seeing. Well, I think if it's, if it's an existing, I think if it's an existing game, you'd yeah, they'd just black it out, wouldn't they? Because otherwise, how would the software? If if they're rendering pixels, they're expecting touch input up there. It would just be a nightmare. So you can't. Well, you can't do that. I'm, 
I don't think I, I, th- I don't think they should give anyone access to that, that part of the screen. I'm just saying, if they're full screening something, it shouldn't go into that content. And therefore, but right now when you full screen something, you do not see a status bar. So does the you know black on sorry white on black status bar just turn to black and you can't see any of it? Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that's just me. I think, I think I want to, in in a lot of ways, if it was me making these decisions, I kind of want to control the experience. And I think this is something that Apple probably does as well to make it so that it is, uh, this should seem seamless, right? It should be something that just feels natural and right. And having those rounded edges and having that dark area at the top that where the status indicators just appear out of nowhere seems to me like the right way to do it and yeah okay you may not give access to those pixels to app developers but it just it seems like the right decision to me uh yeah. i'm interested to see what, what's going to happen because i think that i like i say i think those notches are pretty ugly i think they're like the flat tires and i think the essential phones is uh just as ugly um slightly different yeah. but just as ugly uh an alternative is someone like Samsung who basically have a uh, kind of an edge on each side. Don't they? They've got like the top and the bottom is like not screen and it's uniform on each side. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, if, if people don't know, we'll, we'll find a picture for the, for the mm-hmm. uh, show notes. But I think maybe that, that is a, uh, a good approach as well is to have that kind of uniform thing on the side. And perhaps Apple didn't want to do that. Um, why have less pixels when you can have more? Sure. I, I as we talk right now, it's it's you know two and a half weeks about up until you know an estimated Apple event. Wow, the really? last one was on the seventh oh. of September. It's very close now. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll. I'll tell you very what. Close. When that happens, we'll have a. <laughs> yeah. We'll follow so up with our thoughts. I'm sure by the next time we record on the second, we'll have a date for the Apple event. Right. By then. Cool. And then it'll be, I, I'm, I'm fairly certain. I mean, it should be, they usually do it on a Monday, which means as far as I'm aware, they usually do it on Mondays. So it could be a fourth or the 11th of September. So we'll, we'll see. And that doesn't. So Jordan, wait. Jordan, are you going to, you going to get one? Uh, uh, yes. Well, depends. Like, I used to be like a massive, I'm just going to get the latest version. And then that kind of stopped with the iPhone uh, 6. Um, or I always kind of ended up skipping the S models. Um, and I think that's kind of what happened. But um, this one, I would have skipped. Having right. said that, I like what I see. Yeah, you know, and in, in the rumors, I really do. I like the look of the screen. I like the fact that it's going to be edge to edge. I like that it's going to feel like a completely. By the looks of it, it's going to feel like a completely different phone. It's right? going to feel like a, it's feel like a new phone. Whereas the the seven, the six S, the six are all very similar. Aren't the they? interesting thing is that it's going to be smaller, but the same screen size as the plus. Right. So I don't know if I'll be able to deal with that. Uh, yeah, I do. I do like the size of the plus, but it's going to be shorter. Can you just can you just uh, explain that real quick? From my point of view, so I had the iPhone six, and I've actually still got it right next to me. I should have sold it, but I didn't. Um, 
it felt like a big phone. If you were moving up from the iPhone 5, right? In the same way you moved up from the iPhone 4, they got kind of, that one got taller. Mm-hmm. Same width. Then we went to the iPhone kind of 6 and that one felt huge in comparison. It felt like the perfect size, right? And they had the plus as well, right? Which I didn't get. And I think I, I spoke mm-hmm. about this on one of our earlier episodes where I was like, I don't get why people would want a plus. It's just too big. It's, it's a fablet. It's a fablet. Um, and then I realized, right, that I could do a lot more on a bigger screen. So yeah. I bought bought the 7 Plus for reading and productivity and emails and note-taking and everything like that. Stuff that I, I used to use an iPad Pro for. Um, and I love it, right? I love the size. Um, I've never, I thought I would have an issue putting it in pocket, you know, doing whatever with it. No. I like that size. Now, going from an iPhone 7 Plus to this new iPhone, which is going to potentially be smaller, yes, with the screen, same screen real estate, I realize that it's going to feel a bit weird. Like, yeah. maybe not maybe not necessarily that I'm not going to like it. It's going to feel weird. Now, screen real estate is a huge thing, right? Like, that's the main reason I can do more on my phone. So the fact that they can fit the same screen into a slightly smaller form factor because it's going edge to edge or you know the well you know they're going to get rid of the home button and it's going to be part of the screen or whatever i like that because it it it's almost like it's more efficient with the design i don't know if i'm going to like that as much as i would have if it was an iphone 6 me going from an iphone 6 to this new iphone does that make sense yeah because i had a smaller phone and i would have liked it to be smaller uh, yeah, so getting the getting the plus phone after having the four point seven inch screen on the six was really nice. It was like, oh damn, this is this is a good size. Like this is big and it feels really nice. Then you get used to it and you're like, I could go bigger. Oh, you know, you want that feeling again when it's go bigger. This is gonna go down, but you're gonna have the same screen size on it. Mm. It's gonna be interesting. So, so my my phone's a little bit larger than yours, isn't it? It's a bit. The screen is a little bit larger. I, I think, think they're very, very similar size. Yeah, I think it is so just a little bit larger. Yours is a how big is the screen? Is that? I, I don't know. It's a it's a, a nine fifty XL. But the um, mine's a five and a five and a half inch. For for me, this is I like this size. Um, I I like the smaller sizes as well, but um, this size is a is a. It's a good size for for, for me. I, I quite enjoy this. Yours is point two inches bigger, right? So there's not oh. much in it, but but I, I you know I the device itself I, I wouldn't mind if it was smaller, thinner, um, less bezel. But I, it's, it's a good size for the screen. It's hard to reach some of the corners, but you know. Well, the really iOS eleven has the side keyboard thing on it where you can swipe the keyboard across and have it focus more to one side, which is kind of cool. Yeah, you can do that on Windows as well. Yeah. In, in fact, I was surprised that you didn't already have that. There were a few things that I saw recently that came to iOS, and I was like, "How did you not already have this?" Which was which was pretty crazy. But you know, you've got apps, and I don't. So. Yeah, I mean, people write apps for my the platform that I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said that the other night, and it seemed to really get you. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't really. I don't really care. Hey, think of all the cool stuff you could have and use and can you even get that night sky app for windows uh not the one that you're thinking of the really really the, cool uh, one yeah i've got one called star walk you'd which, really like uh, that which I use. uh yeah it looks okay um 
I use, like I say, I use Star Walk. It's okay. So yeah, uh, iPhone 8 coming soon. Hopefully we'll have a date by the next time we record. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with the notch. I don't think, you know, I, I don't want to think too much about it now. Same with Touch ID because I still hope that exists. Uh, yeah. When you said we were going to talk about Notch, I thought you meant the guy who created Minecraft originally. <laughs> no, that'll be coming in the next section. To find the show notes for today's episode, go to mavispodcast.com slash seven. You can also find us on Twitter at mavispodcast. And we'd really appreciate your reviews on iTunes because that really helps us out. So Minecraft is a game that I have been playing uh, quite a lot of recently. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of, I think we'll talk about Minecraft some more, uh, maybe in a future episode, unless you guys have got any questions for me now. But I think there's some things that, that I, I, I've got to say about it. Mm-hmm. But I think actually, first of all, before we get too carried away, I kind of want to ask you guys about what games you play, what games you've played in the past. And then I'll kind of talk about, you know, my history with gaming too, because I don't think either of you are really kind of massive gamers, but I, I know you both, uh, but you both currently have Xboxes and you've played games. So, you know, uh, mm, that's partly true. I have an Xbox. It's at my feet right now, coming in dust. It's 360. I haven't played it in about five years. Oh, you don't have it plugged in anymore. No. Because you were using it for Netflix, but it's, I suppose you got um, smart you got TV. The new television, yeah. Yeah. And uh, someone tried to break into my house not too long ago to steal my car, so I replaced the Xbox with a CCTV system. And you're now going to right. use the Xbox as a tool, a weapon to drop on them, right? Um, I was thinking about putting it in the bin, actually. It's one of the larger original 360s. It's white uh, the, and grey. The, the white, creamy one. It's not actually white right now. It's more like black because it's covered in dust. I'd put a link into the show notes, but I think that might just be taking it too far. Does it have Does it have the silver trim on the front, or is yours the the yeah, matte sil- white? Yeah, silver. Right. So it was one of the one of the high end early. It's a Gears of War special edition. Is it? Yeah. What's special about it for Gears of War? It came with both Gears of War games. Oh, but it's not a special edition console. No, but it came with an upgraded hard drive. Ah, uh, okay, so it came with a larger disc. Yeah, because they they did they did do some special edition um, uh, actual three sixties for Gears of War, and, and they're Halo, crazy. Yeah, they're, they're all beautiful. red and black. And you, yeah, you wouldn't want them to be covered in uh, in dust. No, you'd want to sell it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thinking about putting this one in the bin. So basically, you don't you don't really play games these days. Um, I don't have enough time. And given the fact that I get addicted to them, like I was addicted to World of Warcraft for a long time. So you right. say World of Warcraft? Yeah. Okay. And you you played, um, you both played RuneScape? Oh. oh, a long time ago when I was about 10. Right. I was about, I'll, go, yeah. I'll go into this on, on when, I, when I get around to telling you about my, my gaming history, but yes, that is true. Yeah, I think that that's an episode in itself. And, and really? going on to my addiction to World of Warcraft, craft um that lasted a whole summer um during my gcse's what was what was your name on warcraft kenvar kenvar nice and uh what were you i was a, a shaman um a draenei shaman and i started when the burning crusades came out so i got the i got the special edition pack when i first started with both games in it 
And yeah, I played all the way through it. The Burning Crusades were the best times of my life, man. And then Wrath of the Lich King came out and I was like, oh, this is all right. This is quite nice. And yeah, but nothing will ever beat that feeling because it took ages to level up back then. Ages. When Burning Crusades came out and you wanted to level up to not to 70, it took ages. So you, you seem to know quite a bit about what's happening now. Or um, it- not necessarily now. I followed all the expan- expansion packs um, up until the last, the one before last, which was Mr. Pandera, which was Pandas, which was a bit weird. Um, and... I occasionally buy a month subscription every year just to say hi to some people that I was friends with on it. Oh, really? Yeah, who were still playing. So when I started playing when I was 14 or so, um, I set up a guild, as you do. And that guild ended up becoming like the second, like I signed the charter. Well, I, I didn't set it up. I signed the charter, which is like eight people coming together to sign a charter to set up a guild. And um, that guild on that, that realm, that server was the second highest um, in terms of number of people. It was quite a big, Wow! it became a big guild. So it's crazy because World of Warcraft is one of those things where you can either play it casually, which is quite difficult to do, or you can play it like intensely. So the person who took over that guild when, when I was kind of, playing when I was 14 I'd known for a long time uh, in the game I didn't really know her personally um it turns out she had a husband and two kids that played it and she took over the guild and she would come home from work and she would just be on it all day every day so I'm told I mean you can believe this or I, I mean I'm looking back on it and thinking did she have two kids like you know I, she was she lying to me I mean I don't really know who she was but um she I logged in last year and she was still there playing head of the guild over a thousand people in the guild. Her husband was logged on at the same time as well. And I was like, Oh, Hey, Hey, Hey Glenn, how's it going? (laughs) Um, and if you can imagine that's, um, I'm 22 now and I started playing a long time ago. So it must've been about 14. So that's eight years, almost 10 years. Right. That's quite an interesting thing because it's like, it's a mixture of, um, you know, obviously the gaming aspect, but also the social aspect as well, because it's like having, because you do it through text chat, isn't it? It's like having yeah. like RC or something built you into the game. You voice, can voice chat as well. We had a bit of uh, like a voice chat, but it wasn't built in originally to the time right. we had to log into a different gaming chat app when we were doing raids and stuff. It was great fun, but it's it used to suck up. I used to like go get up, eat, sit down for eight hours in front of that computer <laughs> and then leave and go to bed. Right. And that was not healthy. Think about how much better of a software engineer I would have been if I'd spent those years coding. I say years, months, weeks. Yeah, it doesn't really work like that. You know that. I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but interestingly, because when I was that age, they weren't. I didn't play games like that. Um, so the games that I played were, you know, all well, mostly uh, kind of single player. Um, late in the later years, you know, I had um, you know multiplayer games as well. Mm. Obviously, when I got uh, an Xbox, I could play games like that. But when I grew up, the, the, a lot of the games that I played were on consoles, and they didn't really have that kind of, uh, you know, the games I played didn't really have that kind of social aspect. So it's quite interesting, really. I think I think if you if you were growing up now, m- many of the games that you would play, I, would, I say growing up because that's when people 
tend to have time for this kind of thing. I think more of the games that you play these days would have that um, internet aspect, as everything does these days. Um, so, you know, that that part of it is, like you say, part of the addictive part of it is the fact that you are, there's some social pressure there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah play, absolutely. play with other people. Absolutely. I mean, the difficulty for a 14-year-old at the time was it, we talked about RuneScape and RuneScape had like a free-to-play element, right, of it. But World of Warcraft has always cost about nine quid a month, right? So for a 14-year-old, that's quite expensive. Uh, you can't really ask it. And your parents hate it as well, right? I do miss playing RuneScape and thinking about it. <laughs> okay, I have some real-time follow-up. Something I just did. Right. As you guys were talking, Jordan mentioned RuneScape. So I downloaded it. Just now. I've logged into my old account and I have access to it still. Uh, I'm not a member anymore, so obviously I'm not paying for it. So there's things I can't do that, um, you know, our members side of stuff. But I I used to be a member. Uh, And I'm currently on my account right now in a free world. Really? Did you have to download it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, Hold up one second. Can, Can someone please explain RuneScape to me? I should probably explain my my gaming background as well. Yeah. Um, and I'll just do it briefly before we get into that. So my first console was a Sega Mega Drive, which I played uh, at my, my family home. with Mega Drive 2? Small uh, one? Large one? It was black. <laughs> yeah, they all, they all were. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I will put this in the show notes uh, and we'll talk about it in the next episode. So I had a Sega Mega Drive. Uh, I then had a PS2 and a couple of those. Um I also had, you know, Game Boy Advances and Game Boy, uh, in fact, like Game Boy Colors and that kind of, uh, you know, console, which I loved a lot. I had a Nintendo DS. Yeah. And then after that, after after the PS2, I didn't actually get another console um, until I was 17 when GTA 5 came out. And I actually bought an Xbox 360 then. There's obviously a large amount of time there where I didn't play games um, so GTA Five was that GTA Four? GTA Five, huh. the new one. I, did, I thought yeah. I thought that was newer. Yeah. Um, so then there's a, there's a gap there that I'll fill in in a second. But yeah, that was the, in terms of consoles, I didn't have one from a, a quite a large gap there. And then the Xbox One came out, and I got one of those because uh, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I doesn't I don't really use it anymore. It's 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 actually sat in this office. Um, next to the sofa I have in the office, basically. So if you want to sit down there and play it, you can. However, that's not something I do. Um, so yeah, um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a big gamer anymore. Like, I never have been. I used to like all the Game Boy Advance games and stuff like that uh, that I used to play. And I used to play my Nintendo, Nintendo DS a lot, but not anymore. Then there are things... Things there's a gap there. Sorry, where I played RuneScape. Now, in that in that gap where I didn't have a console, I used to go to the skate park because I was uh, a skate. You know, I used to ride a skateboard. Um, and in the winter, you couldn't do that unless you went to an inside place. So when mm. when all your friends are inside and stuff, what what we would do at least is we would play RuneScape and we would meet up online in RuneScape and go do things and level up and things like that. And that basically became like a, a thing that you do over winter and maybe here and there through the year. 
there was a period uh, in year nine when I was on crutches for four months, which I got into it again. And then after that, I think I think that might have been the last time I played it since then. Um, but as I just said, I'm currently logged in <laughs> into my 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 account, and they actually got rid of my username. Which um, this is player uh, player one six five. I've changed it to my Xbox um, name now but they my old one was like i don't it was a song by some well some maybe band. they clear them out after a while yeah so it looks like warcraft is it war is it no like warcraft? no no see it is this is the thing right so world of warcraft you basically have a mouse and a keyboard and you use wasd to move around and that's kind of that and you use one two three four for your uh to, to fire spells and, yeah. and you know, melee attacks and everything like that. Now, RuneScape, originally, when I, you know, started playing it, it's a browser-based game. World of Warcraft, you have to install a 20-gigabyte file. It used to take about 17 days. RuneScape had the added benefit of just being able to load it up in your browser. It was mm-hmm. a Java applet, right? And it had a very different control element of it. What you would do is... You would literally, it was a point and click kind of game. So you would have right. a little little dude in a world and you would click on the place you want to walk to and it'd walk to there. And you wouldn't use your keyboard to do anything other than talk, right? You wouldn't have it, you don't have this kind of attacks. The, you would click on a goblin and, and right click and go attack and it would attack it and it would take about two minutes for you to hit a few blows. You didn't have any kind of special, well, that's not strictly true, but you didn't really have any kind of special uh, attacks that you know that could stack up and everything like that right so completely different you didn't have raids or anything like that there wasn't a huge it was basically you have skills and you have to level them up and you can yeah. go and do combat and you can go and cut wood and you can do all these things warcraft you didn't do any of that there was also um the the challenges what they called quests quests that was it they were really cool to do sometimes. And they also had, you know, like the... Because it was online, they could ship out updates for certain events, so like Christmas and things like that. There'd be hundreds and hundreds of people just doing, doing these quests and stuff like that. I mean, I never... So I never played Warcraft. Warcraft had a similar thing. So um, every Christmas, every Halloween, there was special quests that would allow you to get special gear. RuneScape did that as well. I, if Arguably, Warcraft did it much better... But now the difference between between that and and Warcraft is they could obviously push out updates much faster, but also they had the members area right. So with RuneScape, you had a um, a set of areas you could go to and a set of things you could do, and even if you were a non-member, right, and that was two or three pounds a month when I was playing it. And that would allow you to just, you could get things to 99 with it, but the problem was you could not use all the special kit, all yeah. the special weapons. You couldn't go to the special areas. You couldn't play there any were certain mini levels games. that were members only. Yeah, like, well, certain, yeah, certain, cer- certain levels, but certain skills that you could only do if you were members. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and that at the time was like, um, you know, it was cool because you could still play and you could still have fun and you could still go and like get up to kind of level 60, 70 without hitting too much of a bump with um, the fact that you weren't a member. Um, and then what I did was basically, I didn't really, I was like, Mom, Dad, can I play for RuneScape? And they're like, No, we hate RuneScape. You're on it all the time. Very similar to World of Warcraft. <laughs> and then what I realized was that you could pay by phone line, landline phone. 
Yeah. So when my mum and dad went out, I dialed this number and they were like, oh, we'll bill your account two pounds. So, and I was like, no way. That's amazing. So I did something quite similar. I, um, I didn't have access to PayPal or any other payment methods. And I didn't want to, like, I knew this was not something that my mum would pay for. I mean, she knew I spent a lot of time on it, but as far as she's aware, like, I'm spending time on it already. Why would, you know, why would she pay for it? Um, obviously, yeah. So what I did, because I, I, I wanted to be a member, I wanted to do all that stuff. And I had a phone contract at the time. Well, uh, sorry, not even a phone contract. It was just a pay as you go sim that I upload, uh, I, I put £10 on it every month and I would get unlimited text, unlimited call, uh, sorry, unlimited text, unlimited internet, which meant that I had £10 free because I didn't call anyone at the time. But I had £10 constantly on my phone free and it just added up and added up and added up because it didn't take the money. Um, I still got that credit to spend on things, which was an insane deal. Um, you know, you spend, you put £10 on and you still get the money to spend, but you get all the other free stuff. And what I did was I used to pay for it through my phone credit, which was kind of cool. So I would get I would get my limited text, limited internet, which I used um, and then I would pay for it through my phone credit. And then sometimes I'd have some money spare. And, you know, you'd, if you needed to call in when you had some money for that. So that was kind of cool. Going back to what RuneScape actually is versus World of Warcraft. It's a game where you log in and you level up your skills and you can go and get armor and play mini games. Is there one, is there one world, one server? No, no, no. They have, it's the same. Um, the difference between RuneScape and World of Warcraft is if you can switch, uh, switch servers as and when you please when when i was playing it you had there was a hundred different servers some were members only some were free to play and you would log in and um world one was like a free to play world server have like the same layout of the world yeah 100 percent. everything exactly the same the difference is they might be dedicated to they might be dedicated to trading or they might be dedicated to uh, this is how it used to be anyway like world one was a trading world but it was kind of un it was like an unwritten code of conduct does your account go across servers? Yes, yeah. So the difference, like World of Warcraft, your account is on one server and you can't really move it unless you pay to move it and you can't switch. All the people are, you know, stuck there in, a, in the nicest possible way. Whereas World of Warcraft, you would intentionally log in and log out to different worlds throughout the, the day while you were playing. Warcraft are in... In, uh, in RuneScape, sorry. RuneScape. Because you might say, right, I need to go... I want to go do some combat training, right? And yeah. I want to go kill, kill some big giants, right? And what you would do is you would find a really quiet world to do that because obviously there'd be lots of people killing giants and you want the XP for that, right? So you'd find one out of the hundred worlds that were really quiet. But then you would say, right, I need to go and trade the bones that I've collected for money. I would then log out and go into world one or two to the trading exchange where there'd be literally 2,000 people just there to trade with, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and then like that. Yeah, um, and funnily enough, that was the best place to go mine giants because it was a trading world and no one cared about the giants. Um, so, but yeah. So um, um, this was, RuneScape was the, the first game that I ever got extremely hooked on. And I'm talking like really extremely. I've never, ever been like that since or before. Um, I spent hours on this thing and I'm, and like, I have a pretty good account. <laughs> I'm just looking at it now. Um, and, you know, I've got... 99 capes were not, not easy to get. You had to put a lot of effort into them. And, there, you know, there's God knows how many, you know, skills you can have now. And I have three 99 capes. And Three? Yeah. Wow, you... That was, that was pretty... Presumably two, two of them are gilded with the gold. 
Yeah, so I've got yeah. fishing, uh, cooking, and woodcutting. I have 70 on my, what is it, attack, strength, and defense, and 54. I have 70 magic as well, so I like an 85 fletching, so I have a pretty good account here. It's not... And I have, you know, like 28 mil cash in the bank with some money. Really? And yeah. Jesus. I did pretty well, but I used to have lots more money. So I'd, I'd, I'd lost it buying and selling stuff. But anyway, um, wow, RuneScape dude. was, I'm going to quit that now because that's harmful. Um, <laughs> RuneScape was the first game I got, ever got hooked to. And it's also something that I've always wanted to play again. However, I need to find the right situation and place to do it in because I know that it's something I could get into again. Now, the thing is, me and Jordan played this a long time ago, and just looking and logging in now, it's like, it rings a bell, but it's so different. Completely and it's different. So different, and I just, yeah, I don't completely get what's going on anymore. There's like more levels and stuff now, it's more skills, sorry. So there are there are changes. So Jules, how does this compare to Minecraft? Uh, it's, well, it's, I mean, it's really different to Minecraft. Minecraft is quite different to, the, to both of these games. Um not really the i'm trying to think of how they're not really of the same genre in some ways uh minecraft so as a player in minecraft yes you have an account so there are actually two currently there are like two different types of account because there's um there's the move over to using xbox uh account system and then there's the original kind of mojang account for the java version it's a little bit complicated, but generally, so I won't bother going into the details, but I'll just be general. Um, so with the um, so with the account, so basically a player doesn't have uh, a skill level like this, right? You, there is no cash. There's no money. Um, uh, there's no levels or anything like that. You basically are a human-like character and um when you start the game that's it that you you've just got what you have and there are multiple modes to minecraft one of them being survival mode and in survival mode basically you get placed at in the world at the place called the spawn point which is the original kind of spawn point of whichever world you're in Mm -hmm. and that world is generated by a seed which is a number or or a word actually and that seed then runs through a number of algorithms to create the world that you are in. Okay, so if you use the same seed, you get the same world. Right. But it is generated. And it is, on the new versions of the games, infinite. So you can keep going. You can keep traveling. And you will find new things based on what that seed uh, started. Uh, so the, the, the seed generate will generate the world infinitely out. That's crazy. Yeah, so there is no one server. There's no one world or anything like that. Again, quite different in that in that respect. Um, so you're a player, you get plonked into this world uh, at a uh, spawn point, and basically there is a day-night cycle in the world. And uh, at night, bad stuff comes out. <laughs> and, you know, day one in the game, you are basically just plonked in the middle of this in the middle of the usually it's like a a kind of a, a nice kind of green place with some trees and some grass and some water and stuff like that but you just you get placed there and you have to survive in survival mode 
if you die, you lose any XP you have. So the XP is just a temporary thing. Uh, and you drop any items that you're carrying. And that's, so there's, there is no, you know, um, way of keeping things after a, a death. You die, you lose your XP, you lose your items. Right. So unless they're in like your bank or boxes, right? So yeah, so you have or, chests. So yeah. You can, you can craft a chest and you can put items in that chest. And when you die, that those items are still in that chest. In fact, when yes. you die, you drop your items and they you have five minutes to collect them again. Similar thing with RuneScape, um, or was when you died, you would drop um, all your items in your inventory, apart from the ones obviously in your bank, which was safe, bar three items. But if you attack someone in the wildy or the wilderness, um, where <laughs> oh it's God. like a player P- P- PvP combat, um, and you attack someone first, that would put like a skull and crossbones over your head. And that would mean that you would lose everything. I believe. I can't exactly remember. There was something like that, though. So, whereas World of Warcraft, for instance, if you died, you would just go back to your body and everything would be there. War- Warcraft, you would, you would, your spirit would be released and then you would go to a graveyard, the closest graveyard, and then you'd have to basically travel back to your body yeah. and then respawn exactly where you were, which is great. You wouldn't lose any of your items, but they would be damaged because you'd have to repair your items. Um, and you have to do that when you get attacked. They have like a durability setting, so every time, every hit kind of will mm-hmm. will Im- impact that, and that will affect how much it costs to repair all your armor, which could be quite a substantial amount of money. Yeah, if you couldn't get back to your body, or you couldn't be bothered going back to your body, you could speak to the graveyard spirit and go, "Please resurrect me here," and that would basically take fifty percent of all the durability off all of your items. Armor. Let's just use armor as an example. So there's, there's, yeah. I'm sure there are a lot, of, lots of parallels. But okay, so if you want armor in Minecraft, you have a helmet, you have a chestplate, you have some mm-hmm. pants, and you have yeah. uh, boots, and yeah. they can be made out of various materials. Yeah, uh, being you know leather, iron, gold. If you're, if you wanna, it may look mm. fancy, but gold's not the best material for those kind of things. Um, you don't buy this right so you have to have sourced the materials so if you want iron you need iron ingots to to make your iron armor um and you can improve that armor by enchanting it and uh to enchant it you need to use an enchanting table and uh the enchanting table obviously you would have have to have crafted yourself as well uh and that when you actually enchant something it uses xp and the XP is the thing that you can raise by, you know, uh, killing mobs and things like that. Um, but that's, that disappears when you die, right? So it goes back to zero. The XP goes up and it goes down. So you, you basically spend XP on something. Right. So it's a bit like a currency. Right. Um, so you can go off, get a lot of XP, spend that to enchant your armor to make your armor better. And then your XP can go back to zero and then you can go off and get more XP and then basically use it in that way. Does that make sense? Other things use XP as well, like repairing items. So RuneScape and World of Warcraft is very similar, right? If you're, if we're talking specifically about armor in RuneScape, you have, you know, your helmet, your chest plate, your um, pants, then you've got your boots as well. I think you can also have like things like gloves as well and shields. Yeah, yeah, and shields. However, 
uh, yeah, Sword and Shield. In, in Warcraft, that's even it goes even further because mm. it's quite substantial. You've got your um, and all of this stuff in 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 World of Warcraft has some form of um, point system for whether it increases your attack or your defense or your resistance mm-hmm. to magic, uh, and that would be your helmet, necklace, chestplate, pants. Um, and then you've got your wrist, your wrist, um, like wrist cuffs, like whatever they are. Um, then you've got, I want to call them sweatbands, but that's obviously not correct. <laughs> um, and then you've got your gloves and boots and rings and, and then other trinkets that you might carry. So there's quite a substantial amount. I think it might be like 18 slots or, or something along those lines, um, for, for all that kind of like what you wear. What they are depends on whether they might be dropped by an NPC, and that might be low quality stuff, or it might be made. So you 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 know you can have a couple of skills. So you might be a leather worker, um, or you might be um, a tailor, which makes cloth. Um, and within that, the you can make some really good stuff. But generally speaking, the best stuff comes from raids and um, PvP playing. Right. So there are. It's got an interesting dynamic, right? If you are raiding, and these are 40, you know, you can get 40-man raids, right, in World of Warcraft, where you have to assemble 40 people to take down a huge mm-hmm. dragon, right? It's usually the boss of the the, the game um, or that expansion pack. And it will literally take 40 people to bring this thing down, right? 40 very heavily geared up people to take this thing down. And that thing will drop armor, Right it'll drop a shield or it might drop a chest plate. And obviously you have different types, but because of the class you are, depending on the class that you choose, whether you're a shaman or a warrior, that determines the type of armor you can wear, right? So if mm-hmm. you're a shaman, you can you can wear mail, like chain mail, and you can wear leather and you can wear cloth. Do you have classes in RuneScape? No, you don't. You are You have the skills and you can level up. You have 22 skills, whether it's strength, health points, everything you level up through experience. Um, and you have to do the specific skill to level them up. And that's obviously the very similar to um, Warcraft. If In order for you to go up a level, you have to get experience points. And you do that by doing quests and killing NPCs. And quests might give you 20,000 experience points, while as killing one NPC might give you 10. So in um, talking about the combat, so in... Say for example in Minecraft. So this is why it's this is why I say it. it's like uh, they they're kind of they're completely different genres really. In Minecraft, if you want to go off and attack something and you want to do it in a super powerful way, you need a powerful sword. It doesn't matter what the Level player up. has, right? No, there are some exceptions right. because of course you can if you've got uh, armor. The armor has a factor as well, so. You know, if there's a particular armor that's giving you an ability, you you get that as a bonus. Or um, even something like uh, uh, there's there's beacons in Minecraft, which basically project an ability out. So if you have a beacon in the middle of an area and you're standing in that area, it projects that uh, an ability to like haste, which makes you run faster in that area. And so you'd get that kind of ability. So you, so you can get. Um, improvements to help you attack something but there is no there's no combat skill or anything it's purely i have built these things that are helping me attack the bad guys Mm. you know i've made this stuff that is helping me not 
you know, I've been leveled up, I, you know, because I've progressed by doing stuff. Um, you know, like I've punched this many people, so therefore I can punch better. It, it's not that. Instead, it's I have gone out and sourced some diamonds and some sticks to make a sword. And then though that sword I have then enchanted um, to make it have a particular ability on an enchanting table that is capable of doing higher levels because I've got some XP. And once I've got that sword, that's the sword that I will use to kill a lot of people. And obviously it has durability, so you know it doesn't last forever. I I keep losing my swords. I, I don't know if there's a bug, but I keep losing. I lost one uh, when I played last night. Uh, I think that's twice now that I, I had a sword on me. And for some reason, it's just disappeared. I don't really know what's going on there. You know what I've just realized, um, Jules? Mm-hmm. When we talk about Minecraft, or you talk about Minecraft to me, and it, it hasn't clicked yet. Like, I still don't get it. And I think that's fairly obvious. Uh, like, I'm still like, yeah, I don't get it. And I kind of see you kind of explaining individual parts of it, but the whole idea hasn't clicked yet. Um, this is like you and RuneScape. So if I was trying to explain RuneScape to you, you'd, you'd be like... I don't get that, right? Yeah. 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 No, yeah. I think that is, that is the same kind of thing. Like you're telling me these things about RuneScape and I can kind of compare it against other things. Yeah. But it is the same kind of thing where, you know, I'm telling you something about something that I've been doing in Minecraft and you're like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Particularly um, something which I assume there's no equivalent of in RuneScape or Warcraft, but I may be told otherwise is, uh, Obviously, redstone, which is a big part of Minecraft, and it's not the only. It's not like the. Some people can play, quite happily play Minecraft and never touch redstone, but it, uh, the the redstone components of the game, uh, make it something that is quite different to, yeah, other games that I've played. So in my head this whole redstone like logic thing is kind of like it's like it's like a programming section to minecraft and that's how it's in my head like it's for programmers basically or someone who wants Uh, to so so do that as an as an aside so kind of like stepping out of the game there is the ability to create mods for it using javascript and um things like that so so there that's that's proper real programming uh, if JavaScript counts as real programming, I'm kidding, yes, I'm it kidding, does. Of course, it move does. on um, <laughs> before I kill you. Uh, um, so, so that aside, right? We're talking about inside the game. So, inside the yes. game, uh, redstone is a material. So, redstone is actually the name of the material that you, the resource that you can gather. So, as you're mining, you'll stumble across some redstone ore, and as you mine that redstone ore. Um, it will drop uh, what gets classified in the as an item of just redstone or redstone dust, mm-hmm. and uh, that basically ha- is like uh, a wire. And so you can yeah. attach a power source to something else using redstone, and that lets you build uh, circuits and logic gates and you know repeaters and um 
any kind of thing that you can imagine that you can build out of a circuit, you can kind of build using redstone. Mm-hmm. Now, technically, there are lots of things that use redstone as a concept as a power source in the game for example if you have if you have a doorway and you place an iron door on that doorway uh, because of the game mechanic an iron door you cannot open by hand just by clicking on it you need to have a switch or a pressure plate or a lever open it Um, wooden doors you can open by hand but it's just a a part of the game is that an iron door you cannot do this with. Mm -hmm. So technically that is using a redstone under the covers. It's using like a redstone power source from a switch where as you switch it, it is applying some power to the door, which makes the door open, but there's no redstone involved. You're not actually using any redstone dust. So that it's like a, it is the thing that powers that kind of interactivity with the, with the game, with the blocks, but um, you don't. People don't necessarily need to, you know, get redstone dust out to take advantage of the of that yeah. part of the of the game. Um, but yeah, you can build machines in it, right? Yeah, which is so. This is something that I think I, I kind of think that Jordan would would enjoy if he was to get into this. Yeah. So you know, so you can build a contraption, and and this is this is how I'm kind of th- I'm seeing this as being quite different to. Uh, the, the the you know RuneScape and Warcraft and they they, they clearly there are a lot of similarities, but um, once you build this thing in the world, it is there in the world, like you you've made this thing and you put it in the world. You basically yeah. changed the world that has been randomly generated to have something that you have created and put in it, and you can disconnect and someone else can join and they it doesn't matter what levels they have or any of that stuff the the machine will behave in exactly the same way for them as it would do for you it's once it's made it's made it's there it's part of the world right now um and you know anyone can can use it or depending on what the what the machine does or how it behaves um and you can literally build any kind of thing really i i so here here's here's what i'm thinking i'm still not getting uh, minecraft and it's i think it's going to take a while i might have to I think to actually fully get it, I'd have to play it and understand the value of things. Understanding why something is important, why you know another thing isn't important, why having so many of them is important, and why having only just one of them is important. That kind of stuff. You know, I guess that's kind of currency thing. Or in RuneScape, you have things that you can only get once, or you know, you get them at special events and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of a big part of understanding a game is is how much you know what's the value of these things so i'd have to learn all that stuff i as i just installed runescape i obviously i don't understand it anymore like it's completely changed there's various things that have blown my mind already there's like there's other levels and things like that and i'm kind of remembering i also took i took my members only armor off and then i realized i'm in a free world so i can't put it back in and it's also gone down in value, so I think I've lost loads of money. But anyway, that's not important. Um, <laughs> I think I might play it. I think I might give it a go tomorrow. Uh, if I manage to get this podcast edited today, uh, I think I might give it a go and try and play it tomorrow and see if I can get back into it just for some fun here and there. 
Cool. Famous last words, dude. <laughs> I think I might just play it just to see what it's like. I, but I don't spend yeah. too much time <laughs> at this this iMac, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's weekends and some nights on an evening. And I am I've, I have got stuff to do and that takes priority. But there are some things where I think There's I could try it out. finding time for games. That, you know, you, you, it's yeah. nice to be able to take time out from, from and i will be installing it on my macbook for example and yeah. taking it to work yeah uh, even if, even if you played it for a few hours and just thought yeah, you know that's that's enough then you know you know and you because like you said you had thought about it i can i just realized well, I, I realized earlier that i can zoom in using my trackpad but i need you can only move the camera by using the keyboard which bugs me so I wanted to see if I can get it to move the camera for the trackpad. Why am I getting into this again? This is a bad <laughs> idea, isn't it? Oh, dear. What I love about this entire topic is that we've managed to talk for quite a long time about mine and Jordan's nostalgic yeah. view on RuneScape and World of Warcraft. And transpose that to Minecraft. Yeah, and then you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> How does this compare to Minecraft? Not much at all. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it is interesting. Um, because, you know, obviously we talked about these games, um, for a while and, you know, I still never really understood it. And I think, you know, with the same thing with Minecraft, I mean, it, unless you play it, I think maybe you don't, Yeah, I mean, you know, it's Minecraft, Minecraft is, uh, is my new game, I think, because I, um, I used to play Pokemon a lot mm-hmm. and I always considered like, I always considered that to be my main game the one that i played for a long time and because it was the goal of collecting them all and so on and i uh, after i successfully did collect them all i kind of um i've taken the view that "Mm, do i want to continue to buy the games and continue to keep collecting them all and you know part of me was like well i don't think i do and i i don't want to get rid of the, the ones that i have and i still will play them occasionally uh, and I'm never. I'm not saying that I would never buy another one, but um, recently, thanks to some changes that Microsoft have made to or Mojang have made to Minecraft, um, it has now become a much better option for me to spend my recreational kind of gaming time yeah. on. And you get that sense of progression that that I got in Pokemon, whereby you know you you're collecting things you're improving your status in terms of what you have and i'm you always traditionally was a little bit of a collector and Mm -hmm. you know now i you know i collected all these pokemon and it kind of satisfied that part of me and i think i want to take that and just move it over to minecraft because i feel like there's i can do more with minecraft i would like to get into making some mods and things like that as well. I want to. I want to play around with redstone more. Um, so I think. Yeah, you need to build a machine. Yeah, yeah I, want you to I think. Build a machine. I think this is this is like this is my game now, right? Mm-hmm. This is going to be the go-to game when I play a game. I, there are other games that I play, and you know, but this is this is like my go-to game now. I think. I think I'm. This is it. Yeah. So I. My kind of being my game, you know, having a game that is mine, for example, are you speaking about is, uh, mine was RuneScape. I, like I say, I never really, oh, sorry. On those PS2s that I spoke about earlier, my game was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. 
I spent my entire, oh, yeah. I spent so much saved. time on those, and all of them. Me, and my uh, couple of my friends used to play them all the time, and yeah, I had all of the Tony Hawks, for example. Um, and the one that came on Xbox One uh, was a letdown, but yeah, we're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting to that. Um, and then after Tony Hawks, it was it was RuneScape, and then after obviously there was that gap, no game. Then I got. Uh, the Xbox 360 for GTA 5 and I completed that and that was good and then ever since that I haven't actually had anything that I've played consistently. I tried um, uh, what was the... I tried a... Truck Simulator? It was the dog... It was a... Oh, the hacking um, one. Uh, what's it called? War? War? What, uh, Watch Dogs. So yeah, so... Watch Dogs. I tried Watch Dogs 2 when that came out over last Christmas actually and... I did a couple of things, but it just doesn't, it didn't hit with me. Uh, so, and yeah, uh, yeah, I, I did download, uh, Euro Truck Simulator and I've driven done two drives and that's it. Um, again, I don't think that's what I'm looking for. I did used to enjoy, uh, just literally driving around, um, on, uh, GTA, f- uh, San Andreas actually, uh, on, cause I had the Mac version of that as well. Uh, as well as I would sometimes go on GTA just to have a drive on GTA 5 actually as well. Um, so I thought that would kind of do that for me, but it didn't. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to see, I'm going to see if I can kind of maybe get back into RuneScape a little bit, but, um, be, have a cap, you know, have a level about it and not, not to, to get too much into it. Uh, Jordan, do you have any plans for maybe playing s- some more something? We should play RuneScape together. Um, I was thinking maybe playing a bit of RuneScape. Um, I definitely don't want to go back to World of Warcraft. Um, having said that, like playing Cataclysm and Panda, <laughs> Panda. Um, there were actually two other expansions after that. There was Warlords of Draenor that I didn't play and haven't bought, and the same with um this new one which is uh burning legion or legion which is like a remake of the burning crusades by the sounds of it um i think i'd like something as chill like runescape is much more chilled out than warcraft i i would say like i think that's do do you guys not fancy trying minecraft no i i I've, i i don't know I, I i like i like the idea of minecraft and my brother used to play it a lot and he, he had a really good time with it oh I'll have, I, next time i see him i'll have a chat with him <laughs> yeah he he used to play all the time back 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 in the days where it was like just they only had a java client and it was yeah. it was before they sold to microsoft and um and it it looked really cool don't, don't get me wrong but if i'm going to play a game now I kind of want there to be a nostalgic element to it, for sure. Right. Um, I also don't want to play console games at the moment. I also, I don't know, this, I don't really want to play any games, at the, just given the state I am at right now. I want to kind of focus on the business. I want to focus on my career. I'm not saying that it shouldn't be any time for games, but I have an addictive personality. You've seen what I like. You've seen what I'm like when I have a coding problem to solve. Yeah. Right. Imagine that with a bloody video game. <laughs> uh, right, I, I'd just I could, be... I, yeah, I could imagine you trying to build some redstone contraptions. Um, yeah, you'd basically take that, uh, that you know, kind of logic... Yeah, that's uh, where I solving, said... Uh, we, 
and apply We just re-implement it. our whole platform in Minecraft Redstone, <laughs> right? So this is why I said Minecraft might be good for Jordan, but at the same time, I don't think it would be because he would literally get lost in it completely. Yeah, it's quite possible. We'd never see Jordan the, again. The reason, because the reason, you mentioned the Java version there, and the reason why I think I play it more now than previously. So I, I've played Minecraft for quite a while, but I've never progressed as much in Minecraft as I have done in the world that I'm currently playing. And the reason for that is that um, they added this support for Realms, which is the, the kind of private servers. But what this means is that I can play from any of my machines. Uh, technically, the Xbox version right now doesn't connect to the Realms, but it will shortly when they do the update. Um, I can connect to any of my machines and just pick up where I left off in that world. And I think there's something about that with, you know, trying to find a game to be your game if you are looking for something like that, is to find something that is easy to just uh, to just kind of get into. Yeah. And being able to have these multiple options and multiple ways of getting into this world has made it so that I've played way more of this recently than than I had done previously and I've progressed so much more because I can play it with a keyboard and mouse and a screen I can play it with a gamepad I can play it on a touch screen it it just works across all of these things and the world is just there and I think there's something to be said for that to, yeah to that, that is really gaming. good yeah I think it's you know you mentioned before about your your Xbox one uh, that you don't play it much not at all but that's yeah but that's because if you di- if you did have a game that you fancied playing, you have to change uh, where you're sitting and what you you know you need to just yeah. kind of move yourself your context into this other thing to be able to get into it. And if it, if it's something that you're not turning on anyway, you know there's there's a lot of work involved in getting mm-hmm. into whatever it is you're playing. You know, and it's something quite funny. When I uh, did play RuneScape originally, I had a Nintendo DS. And I wanted to play RuneScape in bed. Yeah. Because I had a desktop PC at the time. I also, I had a netbook as well. Um, I wanted to play it on my, I went, for some reason, my technical brain was like, I should be able to play this on my Nintendo DS. And there were loads of things online about somehow being able to play it. And I ended up trying it and it, it like did, loads of different things. It one? didn't work at all. Oh, at all because it was a, on a browser then so you were trying to find a browser that would do it yeah or some else. kind of you know rdp not rdp but you know right. um yeah screen sharing kind of thing and nothing would ever work because even the controls are just not there and i don't know what went on in my head but i just really wanted to do it <laughs> well i don't think i i don't know if i actually tried i definitely researched it and had a look into what was available and then found that it you know it wasn't it wasn't going to be a thing uh, but yeah, it's, that's kind of what you're, the benefit is that you can go play Minecraft on your, your Surface Book or your Xbox or, you know, at your screen in your office. And can you yeah. play it on your phone? And it's, yeah. Oh, can you? That's kind of cool. So that, that yeah. is, that is helpful. Exactly the same world. Exactly the same world. I can only connect to it once though, because obviously it's, it's linked to my Xbox live account. Um, so I, I can only log into one of them. But. Interestingly, there is a mobile version of RuneScape now. Yeah, I was going to say that. I think you can do something similar. I'm going to try all this out after this podcast and see what happens. But I do have a lot of code to write today. So, yeah, I'm going to edit this podcast. And I have things to do 
so it's definitely on the back burner, but it's something <laughs> I really want to try out now. Let's follow up next episode and see if anyone's played RuneScape. And that marks the end of today's episode of the Mavis Podcast. You can find the show notes at mavispodcast.com slash seven. You can also find us on Twitter at Mavis Podcast. I am at Andrew Hathaway on Twitter. Julian is at Julian K. And Jordan is at Jordan is on fire.